0: the H. Have you ever seen crowd going What up, what up, what up? What's good everybody? Uh back on the pat and back on the pod for episode Shit, I guess it's number four already. Damn, I've already started back doing this a whole month already. Jesus Christ. Um yeah, I mean, I guess it's. Jeez, what's today? We're already coming towards the end of August here. How fucked up is that? We only have three weekends left, including Labor Day to the summer. Oh my god. That's so fucked up. But, uh, that really sucks. That's why, you know, I guess you're, you know it's the middle of August. Um,. When fantasy football is, you know, the, like the first thing on everybody's mind, which is kind of what I'm gonna, I want to get into a little bit today. I know last week I did the a uh, little bit of preseason NFL for some of the more popular teams out there. Uh, today I just, I'm, I'm gonna go down the list of ESPN um, standard fantasy football rankings, and I'm just gonna go down the list and give you my take on certain guys that I like, certain guys that I don't like, um, who, maybe a couple guys in mind that I think, are, are, are worth reaching for, and, um, you know, shit like that, I know I get, uh, a lot of you give me a hard time, because there is a, pretty strong reputation and track record of me not being particularly good at fantasy football for whatever reason. I like to base that a lot of... Uh, I, lo- I like to base my bad luck on that. I'm just a very unlucky person in general, so it kind of carries over to everything that I do, uh, including this. But, you know, give me all the shit that you want. I'm going to give you guys the facts. I'm going to give you my takes, and you can take... You can take them however you want. You don't have to listen to me. Um, you can do the complete opposite of what I tell you to do because that's honestly not a really bad strategy. It'll probably work out in your favor. But um, So what I'm going to do is, like I said, I'm going to pull up the rankings, the ESPN standard rankings. I'm going to give you some uh, some of my takes on these guys. And um, you know to kind of get it started off, I actually have the number one pick in my first draft which is going to be next week, next Saturday, the 25th I believe Uh, and I have kind of gone back and forth on who I think the number one player should be for the longest time I was thinking David Johnson just because he's in a contract year I don't think that team is going to be as bad as everyone thinks Uh, and he's coming off a a non-lower body injury he hurt his wrist is what kept him out all of last year but something that I that I know that I need to do differently this year more than any other year just because I'm trying to to put forward a better effort really is just I was always concentrated on, on volume being the most important thing in fantasy, targets, carries just touches it was always the most important thing for me But something that, you know, I've really only recently come to terms with is like, geez, I don't care how much volume you have and how much yardage you have. I mean, touchdowns is really where your points come from. You need your guys to score touchdowns. I'd rather have a guy who has, you know, say 500 more yards from scrimmage than another guy, but the other guy has... Twice as many touchdowns. I mean, volume isn't everything. It's all about scoring opportunities. This is the most important thing. So, you know, even though I think the Cardinals are going to be um, better than everyone thinks this year, I still don't think they're anywhere near the level of Pittsburgh's offense. So that's where I've started to come to terms with. You know, Bell is, should probably be the number one overall consensus player given the offense that he plays on and given the the sheer volume that he's going to have. He's also looking for that deal. I know there's a little bit of concern of whether he's going to hold out for week one, but he's not going to hold out for week one. He's not an idiot. He knows damn well that this is the year where he's going to come a free agent at the end of the season. And if he plays his ass off, um you know, he's gonna get that money that he wants, whether it's from Pittsburgh or somebody else. If he has his best year and he knows it, if he has his best year, he's gonna he's gonna get more money than Todd Gurley just got, that's for sure. So knowing that going into the season, um he he's gonna be out there to get to, to get everyone. So I, I like Bell uh more than I like DJ. Uh, I know DJ's in, in, in the contract season two, but just because of the, the sheer amount of scoring chances that each one of them is going to see, I think Bell kind of emerges from the two. And I, I was thinking about Zeke for a while. He's kind of in the same situation. Teams are going to be stacking the box uh, a lot against Dallas just because they don't really have anywhere else to go with the football. And and um, and Gurley, I just you know I really never even considered him for the number one spot just because I think he's going to take. Um, statistically it's it's not possible for him to, to really do what he did last year, so he's gonna take a bit of a step back. I'm not saying that he's gonna he's not gonna be a top five back. You know, he'll probably be a top five back, but you know, Bell only scored um I think it was twelve total touchdowns last year, and, and there's room for improvement in, for him in that department. And he already finished his fantasy uh number two back last season in standard format, so He's kind of, for me, the guy who's more trending up. He's on the best offense with those four guys. You really can't go wrong with all four, but for me the number one is pretty clearly Bell at this point. And then from there on out, I think Antonio Brown is probably in the next category all by himself. And then the, the next, I would say the next entire round is probably... Um, just throwing darts. I mean, for me, I'm not drafting Alvin Kamara, uh, no matter where I am. Uh, I would probably, if I'm in that position, I'm taking, if I'm in seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, whatever, I'm taking Julio before Kamara. I'm taking Odell before Kamara, I'm taking Hopkins, probably wouldn't take Hunt. I would take Fournette, Cook and Gordon all before Kamara. Uh, Kamara and Hunt are really the guys that I would be leaving more on the back burner. Uh, Probably Kamara more so than Hunt. I think I actually like Hunt more than Kamara. Uh, Kamara's just production last year is just so ridiculous and unsustainable as far as his yards per carry and his yards per reception. He's not going to come anywhere near that and on top of it, the I think he had 14 or 15 total touchdowns. That's not going to happen either. And I understand he's a very gifted player, very talented player. I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but I just think the expectations for him to be an RB one. Uh, I would take a lot of these guys ahead of him, especially for the fact that, from what it sounds like, it doesn't it doesn't seem like the Saints are are committed to giving him, you know. Close to 250 carries and all that workload because he's really not that big of a guy. And he doesn't, he never really had that kind of workload in college last year. He was just super efficient last year. So I don't really see the draw when you have guys like Fournette, who's probably going to carry the ball 300 times. Hunt's going to carry the ball a lot too. Cook, obviously, no more McKinnon. All he's going to beat out is Lat Murray, who's not very good. Gordon is going to be on a great offense, and he's going to be the primary ball carrier. He'll probably carry it 250-plus times, and he's going to have a lot of chances to score touchdowns on the Chargers, who I think are going to be pretty damn good this year. Um, I do think, uh, actually, I I should pump the brakes on Hopkins a little bit. Uh, As far as the Texans go in general, I think they're going to take a step back from what they flashed with the what is it, seven games Watson went in? I mean, there they they was were three and four when Watson played last year, and he threw a ton of touchdowns, but he also had uh, the highest percentage of, bad, of statistically bad throws in the NFL by a pretty wide margin last year. So, you know, he threw something like ten touchdowns in three games or something like that. That's just unrealistic, too. And I know Hopkins has always been a producer regardless of who's the quarterback, but I just don't see him producing the touchdown numbers that everybody thinks he might. I mean, 13 last year, he's probably going to take a, a bit of a step back from that. Yardage-wise, he's going to be there. But, I mean, I, I would still probably take him over Kamara. I mean, he's probably still going to have 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns or whatever. So he's going to have a big season. Um but I think he's comfortably behind Julio Jones and Odell for me. But as far as the guys in that whole category, to sum it up, I think I would stay away from Kamara the most, Hopkins the second most, and then Hunt. Uh, Don't feel great about Hunt either, but Andy Reid and his running backs, he always finds, you know, they always produce. He's going to touch the ball a lot. Um, now, he's obviously not probably going to lead the league in rushing like he did last year, but he's a good receiver out of the backfield, too, and I think that offense is going to be pretty good, uh, and he'll have chances to score. But, um, yeah, Kamara and and Hopsky, I'm not too high on. Um, and then the next tier of players, Keenan Allen, going to see a ton of targets, going to have a ton of catches. Really depends on whether he catch he improves in the touchdown department, whether he can be a bona fide wide receiver one or not. Same thing with Michael Thomas. Both these guys five and six touchdowns for them last year. Michael Thomas had five, Keenan Allen had six. Uh, as long as they could produce more than that, um, you know, they, they they have legitimate shot to be you know top three uh, wide receiver in fantasy this year. And I think both of them are likely candidate candidates maybe trust Michael Thomas a little bit more given Keenan's injury history, but I really wouldn't worry about that at this point. You know, I feel like that guy's kind of been through the ringer and, and now he's pretty stable. Um, I would throw AJ in that category. he doesn't have really that potential to be a top three receiver, but you know, he's very consistent. Um, he's been a top eight receiver almost every year he's been in the league. Uh, other than a couple of the years where he missed some time, so uh, he he he's really uh, again a very safe safe player. I like these receivers a lot. I'd feel great about getting them in the second round. Same thing with the running backs: Devonta, McCaffrey, Jordan Howard. Those three guys. Volume. Devonta obviously plays in the best offense, so he's going to have most scoring chances. But McCaffrey is an all-purpose yards machine. We'll see how much work they're going to give him on the ground, it sounds like they're going to give him a lot this year, I know they picked up C.J. Anderson, but they plan to use him some more as a rusher, and uh, certainly as a receiver, North Turner being the new coordinator over there doesn't hurt, and then Jordan Howard was quietly ran for uh, almost 1,300 yards last year, and scored nine touchdowns, like I think he's very underrated, ESPN has him as RB13 Um, You know, this is a guy that, that, um, if not likely, will very easily finish as as a top 10 running back yet again. It's been two straight years, so I think he's being severely undervalued. Got to feel good about getting him. Um, You know, again, going back to the whole offense scoring, you know, if the Bears' offense improves too, the way that everybody expects it to, uh, I think Jordan Howard would be a great get. Um, For me, Gronk is Gronk. Uh, I love Devontae Adams this year. Uh, I think you know, he's obviously going to be the number one target in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. That's never a bad thing, and he's scored, I think, 22 touchdowns over the last se- two seasons. So there's nothing for me to, to think that he's going to take a huge step back. If anything, he can improve in the yardage department as he didn't even get to 1,000 last year. I fully expect him to do that this year. With the absence of Jordy. Mike Evans, I think, could be due for a very bounce back year. He only scored four TDs last year, but uh, two years ago he scored 13. So, which Mike Evans you're going to get doesn't help that Jameis is out for the first three games. I think Mike Evans is definitely due for a bounce back. I'm not staying, I'm not going anywhere near TY. I think he's definitely one player to absolutely avoid. You know, it's gonna. He might pay dividends for somebody based on how Andrew Luck is, but why take the risk on him in the third round? I wouldn't. If you can get him in the fourth, great. Um, me personally, I probably wouldn't take him until the fifth, and feel good about it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, the potential is there. I just wouldn't. I prefer guys like Stephon Diggs and Tyree Kill. I think Stefan Diggs, shout out to my Eske. Uh I think he's going to have a huge season with Kirk under center. He's also another guy that surprisingly has never had over 1,000 yards in a season. I think he's definitely due for that. Um, Tyreek Hill, you know, the connection between him and Mahomes could be super deadly because Mahomes has a piss rocket of an arm, and Tyreek Hill is the fastest player in the league. So that could be a deadly connection. Um, Larry Fitzgerald doesn't really move the needle for me. I never take tight ends early. Um, and then the, the these mid rounds is where it starts to get interesting. Cause you have a guy, a lot of guys that are just kind of like, Ugh. you know, just not, not really great. Um, you know, I've got to name some guys off here. I don't feel good about any of them actually. Um, Allen Robinson, DT, Doug Baldwin, Josh Gordon, Alshon Jeffrey, LaShawn McCoy, Jarek McKinnon. I don't feel good about one of those guys. Um, So for me, I'm not going anywhere near any of those guys unless I absolutely have to. I prefer the Joe Mixon, Amari Cooper, Marvin Jones I kind of like, but... That group of players just. Uh, there's huge bust potential in all of these guys. I think probably the safest is, is Mixon, but Cincinnati has a terrible offensive line, and they were terrible just in general last year. So um, he's kind of only like a volume guy. McKinnon's been banged up in camp, so is Jeffrey. LaShawn McCoy it has that whole thing going on with that girl. Josh Gordon's still not in training camp. Doug Baldwin, I guess, is pretty safe, but he's always kind of nicked up every year. He had kind of a down year last year. Don't know what you're going to get out of DT um, with Case Keenum. Allen Robinson, I think the run game is much more safe, uh, much more of a safe bet in Chicago than than the passing game until we see, start seeing it first. Um, you know, even though they're projecting a, a jump for that offense, I mean, I like to um, see it before, I believe, it when it comes to fantasy a little bit. Um, That's why I don't like taking rookie running backs, but to be completely honest, some of these guys, um, you know, I don't really like any of these guys except for Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman would be the one guy that I would take. Uh, It sounds like he really doesn't, Devontae Booker had his chance and kind of blew it in Denver already they traded up, take this kid took him in the third round Um, so it sounds like everything coming out of camp that he's going to be the guy, and some of these other guys Ronald Jones, Rashad Penny um, Kenyon Drake uh, he's not a rookie obviously but you don't know what the hell you're going to get out of him Uh, the Dolphins drafted some other guy from Arizona State or something like that Alex Collins, like, what? Like, none of these guys are good. Marshawn is old. Derrick Henry is at 46. He's either going to be a top 10 running back or he's going to be a huge disappointment. He's also ranked at 46, but that's nowhere near where he's going to be going. He's going to be going somewhere between 25 and 35. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just going to say that he's probably pretty risky. The guy that I like here, the best... Uh, if you're looking for an RB2 or something in the, the mid rounds, is Jay Ajayi. I know the Eagles have a lot of mouths to feed, but all, keep coming back to this whole you want players on high scoring offenses for scoring chances. And Jay Ajayi is going to be the primary running back on, on Philly, who, who, very, I mean, there's no reason that they're not going to be a top five offensive again, again this year. And he only had one touchdown last year. And he's. Well, uh, that was really annoying. I got a call from my eye doctor trying to schedule an appointment, and it totally disconnected me from recording, so <laughs> that sucks. But just to pick up where I left off, JJ playing in the Eagles offense, which nobody has any reason to suggest that they won't be a top five offense again this year. He's going to be the primary ball cap carrier. I know they got a lot of mouths to feed, but scored one touchdown last year. I mean, he could jump up. If he jumps up to, to eight, nine touchdowns last year, I mean, he's a bona fide RB2. Even if he's getting only 15 to 20 carries a week, he's going to be able to produce on that offense because it's so efficient and he's going to have chances to score. So out of these mid-round running backs, he's by far my favorite and the guy that I'm targeting... Um, Uh, in both my drafts, actually, probably earlier than he's expected to go, and then as we keep going on here, I think the hype on Juju is a bit high, I think Jarvis is definitely underrated uh, based on, you know, Tyrod liking to to secure the ball and keep it near the line of scrimmage, Jarvis is going to have a ton of catches this year, obviously more of a PPR player than a standard player, but it really comes down to he scored nine touchdowns last year. He probably won't do that this year, but he's still a solid wide receiver three woods. uh, We'll see. Could be good. Could be bad. Same thing with Funchess. One guy that I fully intend on reaching for heinously is Chris Hogan. I think Chris Hogan could very well, be I mean, he, not very well, but he pretty much, he already is like the second target in the Patriots for the first couple of weeks. I mean, they have him and they have Decker. They don't really have anybody else until they get Edelman back, and obviously they have Gronk. But he was top five in the league in, in targets in the red zone last year before he got hurt. So he's going to have a lot of chances, and he's going to be a favorite of Brady's. Uh, he's going to be the second go-to option, especially when they get close to the goal line to, to to catch touchdown passes. And on the Patriots, that's never a bad thing. So other than his touchdown potential, I think he has a legitimate chance to um, be second on the Patriots, probably behind Gronk. I mean, you know... <laughs> Or he could be first. I think Hogan is very capable of a thousand yard season. Um, so we'll see. I, I he has a huge, huge wide receiver two upside. He has not even just wide receiver two, I mean he has top fifteen wide receiver upside. He's gonna be a guy I'm targeting all my drafts that I'm gonna reach for, uh, pretty seriously. Uh I think he's definitely worth the risk as long as you have if you can nail your first four or five picks very safely and have kind of high ceiling guys, he's definitely a guy to go after. And that's what I'm fully expecting to do him and a guy like Corey Davis, same sort of situation. Um, I also think that this is kind of a good year to take a quarterback early. I know people are starting to, you know, feed into the Jimmy G train and Deshaun Watson and, all this kind of shit but if you have a chance to go get Rodgers and Brady go and do it if you have a chance to go get Wentz or Wilson or even Cam Newton I feel like Cam Newton is flying very under the radar this year go and do it I mean Deshaun Watson is going to be going in the fifth and sixth round in drafts and if you do that you're a fucking idiot you are such an idiot in my book if you do that I mean I said it earlier when I was talking about Hopkins this fucking guy had the had the highest percentage of statistically bad to awful throws and turned the ball over an insane amount, and that offensive line got no better, so I don't understand just because this guy threw a ton of touchdown passes in, in a short period of time that all of a sudden he's just going to be the fucking MVP of the league. I think it's insane. I think if you do it, you're an idiot, but... God damn it, I'm always wrong about this kind of shit, so you know what, if you take him, good for you, he'll probably win the MVP, but for me, I'm sticking with guys like Rodgers, Brady, Wentz, Newton, and then after that, I would probably wait and take some more proven commodities as opposed to Jimmy G, like guys like Ben Roethlisberger, who you know you can start and feel good about it every time he plays at home and you'd have to go out and get another guy. Maybe you could get a guy like Rivers who you could feel pretty good about or Matt Stafford is always available down there too. Um, And as far as these other guys, I'll probably, you know, Marquise Goodwin is a guy that sticks out to me who's pretty solid and probably going a little later than he should uh, don't know what you're going to get about Adam Michael Crabtree. Randall Cobb is definitely another guy that sticks out. Um, you know, wide receiver 37, ESPN has him ranked. I think that's way too low. I think he definitely has potential to be up there in the top 25 wide receivers again. The tight ends, I'm going to wait on tight end unless I get a good. Unless I get good value on taking a guy like Greg Olson, Delaney Walker, or Ingram, um, Ingram will probably be pretty solid this year. Those other guys are getting old, which is kind of a risk. But they're they've also been insanely solid over the last couple of years. So you just gotta. I don't know if it's necessarily a coin flip, but something you do have to consider. That Greg Olson came off a pretty bad injury last year. And Thirty-three years old now, I mean, he's going to take a step back sooner or later, and it's always going to be tough when you take guys like that because you you really roll on the dice of whether or not it's going to be this year, and you're going to be that guy who takes him when when he finally decides to to take a turn for the worse. Jimmy Graham is a guy that people are going to be reaching for. I think it's silly, but I mean he showed his touchdown potential last year Aaron Rodgers has never really been a fan of his tight ends but Jimmy Graham's a totally different beast you know who's to say that he doesn't line out wide for the Packers a lot and kind of take those back shoulders like Jordy used to do could be him I'm not too sure I'm he's another guy I'm going to stay away from unless I get a good price for him uh, Tevin Coleman never want anything to do with him Kevin Benjamin's almost 300 pounds don't want anything to do with him Josh Doxson, I think the Redskins are going to be horrible this year. don't want anything to do with him. Jamal Williams is interesting just because um, the guy he's competing with is going to miss the first two games. So if he can make the most of those first two games, he's an interesting guy to go after. A little bit of a strategy that I would suggest would be if you're going to reach for a guy like Mark Ingram, who is also being insanely undervalued, uh, the guy ran for 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns last year. He's going running back 34 right now, and he's missing four games. So you got to fill four games. If you have a wraparound or something, it's not a terrible idea to on your wraparound if you can, if they're both still available, to get a guy like Ingram and Williams. And then you know you're good for already two weeks. If Jamal Williams continues to be the lead back, you have him, and if not, you go out and get somebody else. So that's a bit of an interesting strategy that I kind of like. Carl Todd, not in a million years. Kerryon Johnson, he'll be... He's more of a guy for me that you kind of want to stash away and see what happens. Um, all these other receivers, I mean, we're getting down into crappy territory down here. I don't really need to talk about any of these guys. One thing I will say, a couple guys to that have huge potential that I would say keep an eye on, Jordan Reed is a guy that if I don't take a tight end early, he's a guy that I'm targeting, Alex Smith made Travis Kelsey the number one tight end in football, so if Jordan Reed could just fucking stay on the field, he could have a huge season, I mean, he could have a top three, top two tight end fantasy kind of season, if he plays, I mean, that's a huge if, but down where he's going, and. At ninety, I think the risk is worth the potential reward there, in my book at least. And then Julian is another guy going to miss four games. At the price he, the, you know, that he's going at at ninety one, you can afford to miss those games with the potential that you know, he comes back and is his normal self. And he's been banged up, but I mean. He's going to be fresh after four weeks. And Tom Tom missed four weeks and looked the best he ever had. So uh, we'll see with Julian. He's a guy to keep an eye out. Definitely think he's a good get at the price that he's going for. And then I don't really want to get into these other guys. To name a few. Um, Marquise Goodwin is a guy that I have my eye on. Jeez, uh, Drew Brees down all the way at 128 this year. Holy shit. Um, he's another guy that you could pair up with another quarterback if you don't get one early and you kind of want to play matchups. Um, Mahomes is very interesting to me. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll get a better idea uh, once the preseason goes on. Um, got I think we're going to see uh, Sammy D tomorrow night in the Jets. I think they're playing tomorrow night uh, against the Redskins. So we'll see a little bit more. We'll see if any of their starters play and get kind of an idea of what's going to be what. Maybe, um, shit, I mean, you know, maybe we see Jordan Reed tomorrow. What the hell do I know? We'll see. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to keep you guys for too long trying to, you know, like I said last time, shorten these up a little bit so it's not fucking dragging on and listening to me ramble and ramble and ramble about shit that you hardly even care about. So, I appreciate everyone listening, um... You know, we'll do a little, we'll do some more fantasy in the weeks to come this is just kind of uh, first glance people are gonna start to get hurt other players are gonna start to emerge and everything's gonna shake up more so over the next uh, probably over the next ten days so we'll we'll have a better better gauge for everything going into next week and then um, then shit it's just draft season I mean it's here everybody get ready it's here but um all right yo. Appreciate you listening. Be sure to tune back in next Wednesday. We'll see. I'm not really sure what the topic will be, but I'm sure it'll be just as good as they always are. You know what I'm saying? All right, y'all. Peace.